ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, January 22nd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. The original light beer at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. So where do we begin? Last night, not a good night for the Thundering Herd. Going on the road, tough place, facing off against Western Kentucky, EA Diddle Arena. Great crowd shows up to see the herd take on Western Kentucky the way it should be. Marshall has a lead, blows it. Not a good night for the herd. Marshall now drops to 5-1 and one in conference. They're now 12-7 and seven overall. Western Kentucky improves to 3-3 three and three in conference play. Needed that win. They're 10 and 9 overall. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't even paying attention to social media. I get in and a couple of people are asking me, hey, do you see what they're saying about the herd on social media? Uh, no, I have not. What are they saying? Uh, yeah, I, I made that mistake. What are they saying? Oh, they blew a lead. They took their foot off the gas pedal. Yeah, okay, I heard that. Danny said that. We'll hear Danny in a few minutes, by the way. I want to get his reaction. And so, all right, I'm going to go look. Against my better judgment, I'm going to go see what social's saying against the herd. Danny can't coach. CJ's terrible. John's terrible. Okay, let's look at the stats, first of all. CJ Burks in that game, 5 of 15. He was 0 of 3 shooting from the three-point line. I mean, here's a guy who was the Conference USA Player of the Week, scoring back-to-back 30-point games, but he's terrible. I get it. I see where you're coming from. 3 of 5 from the free-throw line. Okay, uh, had eight rebounds, 13 points, uh, seven turnovers. Oh, my goodness, seven turnovers. He he wrecked the herd. Marshall in that game had 16 turnovers. Western Kentucky had 21 turnovers. Here's where you, you look at what the problem was. Marshall had 12 points off of turnovers. Western Kentucky gave it up more than the thundering herd, and Western Kentucky was able to outscore the herd 15-12 points off turnovers. Elmore, 5 of 17. Okay, 4 of 10 from the three-point line. Not a good night there. He hit 3 of 3 from the field for the free-throw line. My apologies. 5 rebounds, 17 points total, 4 turnovers. Okay, this is not a great line. Not not a terrible line. I'm not going to throw I'm not gonna throw these guys in the bus, but not, not a great line. Not a terrible, okay. Subpar performance from them, maybe. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll give you that. Not their best night. As a team, the herd was 8 of 32 from the three-point line. That's got to get fixed. And you just don't wave a magical wand and say, fix this problem. Kids have got to make shots. Now, let's get this down to reality before we break down the stats any further. This was game three in five nights. Played on Thursday. Day off. Saturday played. Day off. Traveling to Bowling Green. Played on Monday in Bowling Green. Three games, five nights. You know what? And they still had a chance to win this. Playing three games in five nights and get a travel to Bowling Green to take on Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'd be a little shaky too. Come on. Give them a break. Now, if this becomes a trend here over the next couple of weeks, then, you know, start worrying. But all of a sudden, the guy who, by the way, 
got Marshall into the NCAA tournament, won a game, all of a sudden somebody on a random message board says he can't coach? Let's be real for just a moment. Stop with the ridiculousness. It's a bad night. Sun came up. Even though you can't see it with the overcast skies in Huntington, the sun came up. Life continued. Marshall still 5-1 and one in conference play. Okay, got some work to do. Ran into a little roadblock. Western Kentucky, yeah, they're a team you should beat more times than not. They got you this time. All right, let's see what happens. Maybe game three, if they can get themselves into the upper pod, Marshall can stay there. Let's see. We'll get maybe game three. Maybe we'll get game four. I already said this is going to go four games, and I like the fact that it's starting to heat up. Rivalry. It's not Western Kentucky Middle. It's not that rivalry. It's not the 100 miles of hate, but boy, this is getting fun. You guys are getting mad over a loss. I like it. I don't like the loss, but I like it. You guys are getting mad over this, so that's good. That's totally good. Now, Dan D'Antoni, some points he made last night that I agree with. I thought the team did let up a little bit. I thought they had a situation where they had this game won and then eased up a little bit. I really do. I I really think that they had a situation here where they eased up a little bit. And it just did not happen for them. It is. So we're going to hear a little bit of that when we come back from break. I've got Dan D'Antoni. I also I have Jared West. We'll hear from his post game. We'll get all that. We'll get your phone calls in. You can join the program, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. So we get all of that coming up right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. That's right. I am your safety net when it comes to getting you home safely. Paul Swan, your host here. Thanks for joining us this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni in just a minute. Got him all queued up, ready to go from last night. Just look at the game. Before we hear from Dan, let's look at the game. First of all, Marshall in that contest shot terribly from the three-point line. Let's just get that out there right now and tell you the truth. Marshall in the first half, 10 of 31 shooting, 3 of 16 from the three-point line. I'm not even going to percentages. That doesn't matter. You know the deal. Second half, 12 of 31, a little bit better, not much. 5 of 16 shooting from the three-point line. Ended up for the game 8 of 32, 22 of 62 overall. Subpar performances shooting. And Marshall still had a chance to win this game. Free throws didn't get to the line much, 7 of 10 there. Compared to Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky for the game shot 18 of 22 from the free throw line. That's a difference right there. Also, from the field, they were 9 of 26 in that first half, 2 of 10 from the three-point line. Second half, they were 14 of 29, 2 and 8 from the three-point line. So, the combined totals, 23 of 55, 4 of 18 from the three-point line. Of course, again, you look at that free throw stat, they got into a little trouble there. And I keep reminding you, third game in five days. If they were a little sloppy... I'm not going to say that's the total excuse, but it, boy, it did factor in. Not trying to defend him. Not trying to make excuses for him. Just, just pointing out something that I think it's okay that they lost this one because tough road environment. Marshall is going to get Western Kentucky's best shot, especially after they've faced off against them once and Marshall came back and beat them. So Western Kentucky has a pretty good read on Marshall. Marshall wasn't shooting lights out. Western Kentucky wasn't shooting lights out. I think Marshall got into some foul trouble. That hurt. 
Marshall got a lead, and you think, hey, you get a lead, you're supposed to hang on to it. Uh, you could say the same thing about Western Kentucky. They've had several games where they've had a lead and then didn't hang on to it. So it goes both ways. Yeah, be disappointed, but one game, it's just one game. Here's Dan D'Antoni after the loss last night talking to the media. Congratulate uh, WKU. And, uh, played well. And, uh, great crowd. I enjoyed it. That was a fun game to coach. I hope you all enjoyed it. And, uh, it's going to be a battle like that, you know. It's, that's what makes it fun. And, Conference USA get better and better, and uh, two Florida teams were good. This team's good, and uh, should be a good tournament. So hopefully everybody will come down and see what happens and uh, win the big prizes on the line. So you know we're five and one, still in first place. So you know we'll, you know if we pulled this one out, we snuck one. So we'll see what happens. And they, they, y'all have a good team and a good program. So should be proud of them. They they beat. Our team who fought and fought hard, so it's good. Is this just the way things are going to be every time Western Kentucky and Marshall play each other? Well, it seems to be, doesn't it? Except that one time at our place, but you know, I don't want to say everybody was sick that game. So, I, you know, I, when you beat us that bad, there was something wrong. <laughs> but uh, down here, we kind of blew it last year. I thought we had you here last year. Should have, really. And y'all pulled it out on us, and then we felt pretty good going into the tournament that. We had a real shot, so, you know, it is what it is. You just do the best you can. You know, it's, it's a game. It's not a, a war. You guys want to make it out as a detente, but it's not. It's just a basketball game to be enjoyed. I enjoyed coaching this one. It was fun. Coach, you mentioned it uh, last year. You kind of had them on the ropes, and then they had a long run. Oh, we had them this, this, this time on the ropes. We had them eight points thing. and did the same thing. We... And I, I told our kids we let off the gas. You know, we, we tried to sit on. You can't we, – we don't have a type of team. We're not big. You know, they outmanned us, outsized us four inches on every every position almost. And um, we can't take our foot off the gas, and that's what happened. We came down, you know, I was trying to push them defensively. We relaxed because we had them befuddled. They were, they were struggling. And uh, we just kind of eased back a little bit. And uh, Anderson, I think it's Anderson, number four, he, he made a couple of really athletic drives to the basket. And, you know, we're not big. And we can't allow him to get that type of penetration, that speed up, because he's going to finish. He's, he's a good athlete, and he finished. And uh, we weren't as tight, and we weren't as active as we have been during the game. So it's a learning lesson. We'll get better. I'm sure y'all get better. And, like you say, we'll see it down the road. It ain't it ain't over. Big prize still out there. What did WKU do to kind of uh, contain your three point shooting? Uh, no, we missed. They, you know, I don't think we stopped him. They don't stop us either. And we missed them. You know, we had shots that you know we could make. You know, last game Jan- that one little shot Jansen shot right when we were up three, and I'm not sure whether we should have shot it that quick, but okay. Shot it. That was a shot to beat you at our place. So, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, you should let him shoot that shot." And I said, "Well, you want me to take the one who made it at uh, Marshall?" You know, so because we would have lost that game by one, but he took it and he made it. So, it, it is. You know, it's a. I love this. You know, it's good for me. I like seeing y'all. You know, let's go, old, old hillbilly boy from the mountains.
you know. So it's all good. I, yeah, Coach. Uh, I enjoy it. You missed your first 13 threes. Yeah, did you get nervous? Have you guys run that call before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a game of runs. The way we play, you know, and everybody wonders why I call it hillbilly ball, but that's where I'm from. You know, I'm from the hills. I am a guy that was there. We played that way on playgrounds. And that's, I just brought it to Marshall, and we brought it to Phoenix and New York and L.A. And if you watch the NBA, they're all playing hillbilly ball. So, you know, that's where we did it. You know, growing up, that's how we played, without centers, trying to go as quick as we can. We Coming off the dribbles to the basket, we get points in the paint just a little different than everybody else. And, uh, uh, and I, that rumor, we don't play defense, I think you can tell we play defense. We'll get into you. It was hard for both teams to score. They did. They have length and size, and we had speed and, and aggressiveness. So, you know, tough for them to score. It's tough for us. But we've won games where we get hot and we run you out of the gym, and then we've won grind games. A lot of times with ODU, we'll have a grind game. We get in the 60s. You know, so we we can win either way. We can play either way. Doesn't matter. Dan Antoni addressing the media after the loss. And, again, a couple of takeaways. Thought his team played hard, took the foot off the accelerator. Marshall's got to learn to put a team away. That's what I want to see more of. I want to see Marshall go out, take a big lead on a team, and just keep it. I think they're capable of doing it. They're definitely capable on most nights putting some points up. Heck, Jared West even made a three-pointer Losing a shoe, making Sports Center top play, I think it was like the fifth, if I saw it right. So Jared West, his line was three of six, two of five, had a couple of rebounds, playing with two fouls, had eight total points, one turnover, five steals, doing, I thought, doing what he does, and he does it well. Unfortunately, Thunder heard coming in on the wrong side of the game last night. Here's Jared West talking to the media after the contest. Yeah, they're a good team. Uh, it was a dogfight all the way through. I thought we played really hard. I thought they played really hard. Great environment, hostile, very loud crowd. You know, we made runs, they made runs. And it was a great game overall. You know, unfortunately, they were able to make that last run down the stretch to be able to come out with the win. But I, I like the way we played, honestly, for the first 35 minutes. You know, you talk to so many new guys in this lineup this year and coming into this environment. Is, it, can, is there stuff... To take away, you know, positives. To oh take yeah, away for this. sure. I mean, I thought offensively we played very below average, especially in the first half. You know, but I thought from a defense standpoint, I thought we did a very good job forcing turnovers. I thought we boxed out well. You know, I know obviously they're going to get some offensive rebounds because they're just bigger. You know, but I thought we did a great job of boxing out. And uh, like I said, I thought we played hard. I thought we competed. You know, we just weren't able to come out on top. Dan said maybe you guys took the gas, foot off the gas a little bit there at the end. Is that kind of how you would compare it to? Yeah, I think we did a little bit. You know. We got a little lead, and then we came down offense, slowed it down a little bit, tried to run some time instead of just staying in the flow of our offense. And then when we couldn't score and they were able to get in transition, we, we didn't stop them for a couple possessions. I think they got the offensive rebound, got to the free throw line a couple times. And, uh, you know, they just made that last run. I think it did have something to do with taking the foot off the gas. Unfortunately, you guys didn't win, but, man, how can the play you guys, you made there right at the very end. You come up the steal, you lose your shoe, and you hit the three. Can yeah. you walk me back through that just if you could? Um, you know, I wasn't even sure if the play was going to be for him or not. I'm not even sure what the action was behind me. But Coach Dan, I've always, I always pressure, but I was trying to put, be a little more like conservative going into the half. I didn't want to get any fouls or anything like that. Coach Dan was like, put pressure on and make them work. And uh, I got him to spin. I got him from behind. I'm, I'm still not sure how my my shoe came off. I don't know if somebody stepped on it or not, but I was open. And I saw the time running down, and I was just 
I thought I was in range to shoot, so I just knocked it down. I don't know if you can go out there and play with one shoe, but if it helps your shooting, go ahead, do it. It's like he didn't even care. Just went down there, no shoe on one foot, popped it up, three, there you go. That's how you play basketball, right? That's, why you, that's how you play Dan D'Antoni basketball. Thundering Herd. Got a few days now. Got to go back on the road, though. Taking on Louisiana Tech next, then Southern Miss. Now, they'll have a couple of days in between playing, but still, this is a tough road trip. First of all, you play your normal Thursday, Saturday, then turn right back around. You get Sunday off, then you got to play on Monday. You're driving down to Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's not a hard trip, but it's not an easy trip either. You understand what I'm saying? That that takes a few miles. Get down there. Okay, you got to be ready to play. No excuse. Even though three games in five days. That's my narrative. That's not a talking point from anybody. My narrative. Three games. Five days. Not your best performance. Then you come back to Huntington because you got to gear up again, get ready. Now you're going to take on Louisiana Tech and then Southern Miss. Thankfully, you're not bussing to Ruston. You're not bussing to face off against Louisiana Tech. You're going to fly out there. That's fine. And then you got Southern Miss, and then you're going to head back to Huntington. Uh, how will they respond? I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay as far as how they respond to the, the road games. They've already shown that they can win on the road. They've already shown that they can do that. And for everyone who's dogging Western Kentucky, that they're a terrible team. They're a bad team. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 so terrible. Uh, they beat West Virginia this year. They beat West Virginia, knocked them two top 25 teams. Not only did they beat West Virginia, they beat Wisconsin. And so they've got that under their belt. They've stumbled here or there. I still think they're going to be a team that once they get it put together, they're going to contend for Conference USA. I'm not going to count them out just yet. So you've got that. I'm not trying to make you feel better about this loss. I'm just trying to point out, hey, that's not actually a, a bad team. You look at their record and go, oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. Okay, let's look at their record here. They are 3-3 three and three in Conference USA, 10-9. and nine. Let's say they were... Five and one in Conference USA. All of a sudden, they're twelve and seven. Oh my goodness, that's the same record as Marshall. Twelve and seven. Five and one in Conference USA. Win a couple more conference games. All of a sudden, your overall record's just a little bit better. Moving on. We come back. You get your phone calls in. You can join us on the program. It's real simple. You can join us on the Miller Light phone line at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. It's January 22nd. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, broadcasting live at our Kindred Communications studios. Apparently it's cold outside because our heat is blaring in this studio. I just want to point that out. They are cooking me in the studio this afternoon. We'll uh, take your phone calls on this program by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the program on the Miller Lite phone lines. You know, I was kind of checking. Let's see where the herd's at. What's what's the experts saying? Do they have the herd getting into the tournament? You know, bracketology, doing that all the time. So I pulled up SB Nation. I want to see what they were talking. Blog in the bracket. They got their own bracketology site. Blog in the bracket. Let's see. 
All right, here are your one seeds. Duke, Tennessee, Virginia, Michigan State. Okay, those are good. Those are good. Two seeds. Michigan, Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky. Okay. I mean, Kentucky's making a case right now. You can listen to the Kentucky Wildcats, our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Three seeds. Marquette, North Carolina, Texas Tech, Maryland. All right, that's solid. Four seeds, Virginia Tech, the Buffalo Bulls out of the Mid-American Conference, the basketball power that the MAC is, Houston Cougars are a four seed, Iowa State's a four seed. Then you got the five seeds, Oklahoma, Nevada, Kansas State, Wisconsin. Then we're getting to the six seeds, Villanova, Auburn, Louisville, Purdue. Seven seeds look okay, too. Iowa, Indiana, Mississippi State, LSU. You know, none of this is coming to ha- going to come. This, no, this is not going to happen. Uh, eight seeds, Florida State, NC State, Mississippi State, Syracuse. We're getting close. Okay, Conference USA has got to be here somewhere. Nine seed, Nebraska, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Seton Hall, nine seeds. Ten seeds are TCU, Minnesota, St. John's, Texas. All right, we're getting close. I'm going to find I'm going to find the herd. I'm going to find them. 11 seeds. Um you got the Butler Bulldogs. You got the VCU Rams as a first four. You got UCF as a first four. Arizona as a first four. Temple as a first four, Washington, the 12 seeds, St. Louis, Murray State, Wofford, Hofstra. This is fun. I love bracketology. 13 seeds, Liberty, Vermont, Radford, Loyola, Chicago. All right, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. 14 seed. Here we go. Georgia State out of the Sun Belt, South Dakota State from the Summit, North Texas, Mean Green out of Conference U.S. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. North Texas? It's not Marshall's? It's not Marshall's spot? I mean, I know they lost to Western Kentucky last night, but dang. Really? North Texas? Okay. All right. Uh, and UC Santa Barbara. Uh, at least they're not a... Oh, no, they got to be... A, maybe they're getting in at large, you know, because after all, the pod system, that's going to help an, an at-large team get in. Uh, let's see. 15 seeds. Northern Kentucky, Princeton, Weber State, Bucknell. No, no. Okay. I don't see any there. Uh, all right, let's see. 16 seeds. Ryder, Cal State, Bakersfield, Sam Houston State in a first four game. Prairie View, A&M in a first four game. Norfolk State in a first four game. Robert Morris in a first four game. No, no, no herd. Yeah, love me some bracketology. Got a ways to go for the Thundering Herd to, uh, to get back into uh, some of those conversations. And again, even then... Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not even going with the with the what this looks like as being the gospel. I'll tell you what, though, it's fun just to see if uh, Marshall uh, can get back in some of the conversation. I thought they were there for a while. They ran off those five straight in Conference USA. Now that's the point of the bracket system. Marshall is not going to be in the conversation unless, and I mean it, unless there's something that generates some interest. Marshall doesn't win the conference championship. All right, does. Having a really good record against the upper echelon of your conference, maybe that help you. Does that do anything for you? I'm kind of curious to see. I don't think so. I'm not opposed to trying this out. I'm not against it at all. It's pretty novel, and maybe in a few years it'll catch on. Maybe it will, but I don't know if that's the true answer. But I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, what's the answer here? Uh, win your games at a conference. Win your, your games at a conference against good, strong opponents. That's going to be part of it right there. That's the biggest thing. Schedule a tough schedule. Not too tough, not too easy, not too hard. 
Schedule some games you can win, some games that are going to challenge you. Do that. Strengthen your non-conference. Get some wins. Have a good running conference, USA. You know, and then you're in the conversation. But it's more attractive to take multiples from a higher profile conference. I mean, it is. It's going to be it's going to be more attractive to take a lot of teams from the ACC, the Big 10, even the Big 12, SEC. I mean, then you got to throw in the Big East. They're making they're making noise all the time. You got to throw in the American, right? I mean, you got to throw in Houston, you got to throw in Cincinnati. You have to. Uh, A10 will get a couple cuz they've built some um they've built some cachet. Uh Pac-12, they got some work to do, but they're not going to be uh, getting a lot of team in, but I still think they'll get a few. But you're looking at how do you get this conference to improve? And I know it's popular to say, "Hey, uh, you gotta you gotta play some better competition," and it's true. It really is. You gotta play some better competition. You gotta get some victories over some teams that are name, and you gotta win the majority of your conference games. You gotta get that tournament run, get that championship you're in. But if you don't, you gotta have a solid resume. And right now, I'm looking at Marshall's resume, and no, it's not that solid. You get in with an at-large, you've done something. You you've really done something. And I don't think that anybody in Conference USA. I'm sorry, not happening. I, I don't see it. Say Western Kentucky just ran the table the rest of the way in Conference USA. I don't know. They've got a couple of signature wins under their belt. I just don't know if that makes it happen. So that was fun to look at, to see where Marshall's at right now in the uh, bracketology cover. And again, that's just one take on it. There are so many different takes, and we've got a long season ahead of us still. Marshall's next opportunity to play coming up on Thursday. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 as uh, the mirror schedule's back. Now, the women are going to be mirroring the men uh, in a majority of these opportunities. Women's basketball taking place at the Cam Henderson Center at 6 o'clock on Thursday. So you've got an opportunity to go support the ladies. And then you go to your TV, you go to your radio, you tune up the herd game, and you see the men take on Louisiana Tech. That's how you dial that up, and we'll have it for you. So good luck. Good luck in finding the game. If you can't find it, you got us right here on the radio. We continue on after this break here on The Drive. It's ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, while we're still a couple of weeks away from the Super Bowl and you're still complaining or not complaining about the call-no call and several instances of Championship Sunday, you know what I'm looking forward to? Not the Super Bowl, no. I'm not looking forward to that. Patriots, Rams, okay, no, nah, I don't care about that. We'll have that game for you, by the way. Uh, no, I am looking forward to the return of spring summer football, not the Canadian Football League. No, my friends, I am looking forward to being able to kick back once a week, tune in the AAF on CBS. XFL's a year away, so hey, I gotta get my I gotta get my football fix after the Super Bowl somehow, right? Because after all, you've been clamoring for more football after the Super Bowl. And the TV packages are kind of shaping up be pretty decent actually. So Sports Business Journal in their reporting today, they're indicating that the AAF, they debut on February 9th. They've got a deal in place with CBS. So the XFL 
is looking to be dealing with Fox and ESPN. The thing here is AF is going to be promoted on the Super Bowl broadcast. Again, CBS has got the games. They're trying to make sure that people see it. But they're also in talks with the NFL. Okay. More specifically, the NFL Network. They're kicking off. Going to have a game on CBS Sports Network. At least one game per week. But AAF is also talking to the NFL Network. They carry several of its games. Now, if they um, they get that finalized, they're going to have more distribution than they would on CBS Sports Network because NFL Network, they're in 65 million homes. I don't watch the NFL Network every day, but I'll say this. When it comes to if I want game day info, I'll watch it. If I want, I didn't catch a game, I'll go back and get a replay. I mean... It's a, it's a solid platform. I mean, I, I probably watch more NFL Network than I do CBS Sports Network. The only time I even venture towards CBS Sports Network is Marshall's on. Okay, I'm going to watch CBS Sports Network. That's it. That's where I get Here's where I'm spending more of my time, and I'm going to throw this in here in the conversation with the XFL. I'm spending more of my time, believe it or not, on ESPN+. Plus. That's right, my $4.99 a month has got me hockey. I don't get to see my team every night, but... I'm looking for something to watch. I need a game. Hey, you know what? There's a hockey game. I'm going to watch that. Oh, look. The Thundering Her is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to watch that, too. Of course, I've got the sound down. Listen to Steve Cotton. Just want to make that clear. Hey, you know what? Women are on there. They're playing on the road. I usually don't get to see them. Hey, they've thrown a Conference USA game. Right there, ESPN+. Plus. Working out for me. I'm liking it. $4.99, I'm good. I'm good with that. I mean, sure, the local economy has suffered a little bit because I've just cut back on you know, spending, maybe I cut back on uh, where I eat out once a week. Okay, no problem there. And I'm thinking that's maybe where the XFL could go as well. I mean, they're talking with Fox. Fox will have a product. ESPN will have some product as well. I mean, those deals are probably a little further out because the XFL is uh, at least a year away. I don't know how this is going to go down, though, because you're looking at not true competitors to the NFL. So on the one hand, you're not competing with the NFL. That's good. Not a direct competition because you're not going to get the players to compete. If I have to look at an AAF game over an NFL game, I'm doing life wrong. I've just I've done it wrong because the better players, the better action, the bigger game is going to be the NFL. But, okay, uh, I really need something to watch. Uh, okay, I'll watch it. You know, here's where the curiosity factor begins. What about those guys that say we're fans of? What about that guy who all of a sudden you're a fan of because he played, say, I, I don't know, for Marshall? Could you imagine instead of being the practice squad quarterback for an NFL team, you could see a, a Chase Litton actually quarterback a game in one of these leagues? Instead of um, looking at the holding the clipboard, instead of holding the clipboard, living your dream in the NFL, holding the clipboard, you could be playing in the XFL for Vince McMahon, or you could be playing for the AAF. Now, granted, you're in the NFL. Stay where you're at. But what about that guy who goes to Canadian football? Couldn't get a look at the NFL, or you know, maybe just on the outside looking in in the NFL. Can't get in for whatever reason. So you go to the Canadian Football League, but they're gonna they're gonna rob you up there because you know you're making Canadian money, and then they're gonna tax you to death. You play, you're gonna play in the states, and you are ever so hopeful that okay, maybe just maybe I still got a shot. I'm gonna play in the XFL. I'm gonna shine. I'm gonna show everybody that I belong in the NFL, and they're gonna call me up say, hey, we saw you, we saw your game, and we think you're better than the XFL. We need you. Come on over. 
You know that's going on. I don't think it's going to happen for many guys. But there's some opportunity, I'm sure. But here's the thing about all of this. What's the important programming option right now for a lot of networks? It's sports. It's live. That's the killer right there. It's live. You know, ESPN Plus had, I think, over half a million new subscribers because they had a pretty solid debut with the uh, UCF. or UFC. Sorry. Let me repeat that. They had a great debut with uh, UFC. I mean, the main event lasted 30-some seconds, but and I watched every moment of that, but it's live programming. Think of it, XFL going to ESPN+. Plus. Oh, yeah, this will happen. Would you watch more of it if it was on, say, ESPN or ESPN+, Plus? NFL Network? I mean, where, where are you going? Because right now you're going to have two leagues competing. I don't want to say leftovers, but, yeah, let's be honest. Uh, you got guys who are, are kind of leftovers. Not a not an insult. It's just yeah, you just couldn't make a team. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't hang on. You couldn't make the practice squad. And you want to play football? Give it a go. And that's what's going to happen. All right, we're done for the day. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, I'm feeling a little bit better. This weather has been nuts, has it not? Uh, here in the tri-state locally. I'll say this though. Uh, thankfully, the roads are not stupid. That's the good news. Back tomorrow. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the program, you can always catch us online. Go to the podcast, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn, on Anchor as well. Go to the website, wrbc.com. That's going to do it for this edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.